0: What he told Zacchaeus, he said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The mission of Jesus is to seek and to save, yeah, the world, yes. But he saves the world one at a time. And so his mission was to find people. And, uh, um, and I'm here to tell you what, he knew you were going to be here this morning. He has used every situation of your life to bring it, you to one day in time so that he could uh, 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 fulfill a mission that he's on. Now, whether you participate, whether you uh, uh, allow him to fulfill his mission in your life, is really your choice. And I want to read you a story of a man that God intervened with and it's from the book of mark chapter number five and starting at verse I believe number one says this it says uh then they came to the other side of the sea in the region in the region of Garasinus. you pronounce it as soon as he got out of the boat okay he which is they're on the Sea of Galilee Right, And they go to uh, the east side, kind of the southeast side of the Sea of Galilee. When you think of biblical things, you know, the Sea of Galilee, you think it's got to be this huge, big thing. Well, it's not. Lake George is bigger, you know, in perspective. But but it's a pretty big lake. and, And so he's on, and Gene and I had the privilege of going there several years ago. And we went to this region. But so he, he gets, he gets out of the boat in this region. And the Bible says as soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. You think that was an accident? The Bible says he lived in the tombs. No one able, uh, no one was able to restrain him anymore, even with chains because he often had been bound with shackles and chains, and he snapped off the chains and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Nobody you'd want to meet in a dark alley. I don't even know if you'd want to feed him a Thanksgiving dinner or open door. Okay, This guy was bad. You can imagine if they tried to subdue him some of the things that he was guilty of. He just was one, and and the adrenaline would would get going so much that he literally could not be bound. And the Bible says, and he always night and day was crying out in the tombs and in the mountains, cutting himself with stones. I could go into cutting here for a little while. It's a new, relatively new phenomenon amongst us. But he's cutting himself. And this is what happens when he saw Jesus from a distance. He ran and knelt down before him. Okay, the King James version says he he came to him and worshiped him. But I love the way this this translation says he came when he saw Jesus in the distance, he came uh uh, uh he he ran and he knelt down before him. I'm gonna say that. He knelt down before him. Tell say that. He knelt down before him. Okay. Let me finish reading and then I'll get back to this. He says, He said, and he cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? They were never even introduced, and this guy knew him. And he says, I beg you before uh, God, don't torment me. For he, uh, he said, for he told him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? He asked him. He said, my name is Legion. He answered him because we are many. The obviously this man is filled with devils. Okay, I realize today we try to talk them out of existence, but they are real. Okay? we try to, by uh, psychology and philosophy and, and over medicating people to control demonic activity and people but I'm going to tell you the only real control is bringing them to Jesus the devil seemed to be a lot more sophisticated in our day or they've just learned dealing with humanity And so Jesus says to him come, come out of the man and he said what's your name? And the devils say, my name is Legion. He answered, because we are many. So this guy who's just all messed up is uh, uh, possessed with, he became a demonic hotel. Like a resort. Devils, I don't know how in the world you get many, many they, they, Some claim there was like 2,000. I don't know how they'd fit in one guy. Or what that had to do to his thought process. How he was tormented. You can imagine why he would be cutting himself. Why he'd be crying out day and night. The absolute torment that this man went through. And so, you know, I don't know if the devils were trying to puff themselves up to Jesus, but that's the very reason the man, having never laid eyes on Jesus, he cries out, what do I have to do with you? Because the devils know him, right? They could identify Jesus. They knew, and they also knew that if he showed up, they were in trouble, You see, any time you got this, you got the wrong idea when you think that whole yin-yang, black, white, where it's equal, it's not even close to being equal, folks. It's not. The creator of all things holds the power. Why does evil, why is it present and uh, seemingly prevailing? For one, it's not prevailing. It is present. But I'm telling you, in the end, there will not be this balance between good and evil. In the end, he will be Lord and Master of all. In fact, he is already. So, so, and the devils know that already. They know their time is short. And, and so they said, Look, you know, um, when he says, get out, he said, Well, we're a lot of them. He said, He said, uh, uh, and he kept begging them, and he kept begging him not to send him out of the region. The devils know who's in authority. Some of them are smarter than you. You don't even know who's in charge. But they do. They know who's in charge. So they begged them. They said, don't send us out of the region. And I don't even know why, but Jesus is having mercy on the demons. That's how merciful he is. They begged him. The demons begged him, uh, you know, uh, don't send them out of the region. Now, let's get this. There was a large herd of pigs. They were feeding on the hillside. The demons begged them, send us to the pigs so we may enter them. And I I, I could just imagine Jesus staring at watching this whole thing. And they're asking, can we do that? Can we do that? And he said, go to the pigs. Go ahead. And And it says the unclean spirits came out, entered the pigs, and a herd of about 2,000. That's a lot of hogs, folks i want I want to preface this because I know we're in 2016. I love bacon, okay pork loins, some of my favorite okay i'm so i'm not I'm not trashing pigs here right but but the reality of it is the pigs had enough sense when they were filled with well I, sh- I shouldn't say it like that. Can you imagine a herd of two thousand pigs? Now, even in today's market, how much money is that? In the pigs, the Bible says, "In the pigs, uh, rushed down a steep bank and into the sea and drowned there." They said, "We're not having any of this." Boom! Off the bank, boom! Into the sea, and and, and, uh, and the man who tended them ran off and reported it to the town and the countryside and the people went to see what ha- uh, had been a demon possessed by the legion sitting there dressed and in his right mind and they were afraid I- I'm, I'm going to start in a minute but listen to this not every time God does something in somebody's life is everybody going to be excited if you're playing to the crowd in the, oh man, if I give my life to God, I'm going to tell you something, you are going to make somebody angry. There's somebody that's going to uh, uh, find a reason to be ticked off. I'm talking from personal experience. There'll be relatives, there'll be all of these. And so if you're wanting everybody to be happy about what god wants to do in your life they're not here this man was just absolutely tormented sitting there clothed in his right mind, and they're worried about the pigs i remember when i preached a message hogs or jesus because you can't have both even though i like bacon you know, there's some people that are so worried about the pigs and 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 say, well, what about this and what about that? Well, I'm I'm going to tell you what about the guy that got the very apple of God's eye that's sitting there clothed and in his right mind. What about the man that's been delivered? Yeah, but what about the hogs? So, here's what they did. They're afraid. And the Bible says that uh, the eyewitness described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told them about the pigs. Then they began to beg him to leave their region. Can you imagine? They're begging Jesus to hit the road. They were so upset. I mean, 2,000 pigs is a lot of pigs. Somebody lost a lot of money that day. But but they were so upset about that, and, and man, I'm going to tell you, anytime Jesus uh, uh, comes into somebody's life, it really does turn things upside down. This isn't something about getting a little bit of religion. It's about letting Jesus absolutely transform your life. And sometimes the hog's got to go. And, and there's those that have, that, will stand there and weigh out, well, I'd rather have the pigs than Jesus. And I, I, evidently those around that region decided that we, we don't want you around here if you're going to cost us all our hogs. And so they begged him to go. And, and as he's leaving, get this, he says, but, uh, so he, he's getting back in the boat. As he was getting in the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed kept begging him to be with him. He said, come on, Jesus, for the first time in years, I can think, I can see, I'm free, I can't imagine. Can I go with you? Please, let me go with you. And Jesus looks at the man and, and he says, go back home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim to Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and they were all amazed. So much, I don't have time to tell you all of it, but I'm here to tell you found people. When you are found by him, you cannot help but but want to tell somebody about what he's done for you. I I'm, I don't know what you're used to in, 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 uh, in your life, but I'm not here to sell anything. This is not for sale. What I have is a story of my life where God delivered me. He set me free. And because He found me, what I want to share is the goodness of God that He is able to deliver. Yes, He cost me some pigs. But I would trade a herd of swine any day, any moment of my life for the grace and goodness and freedom that Christ has brought into my life. Some people say, oh, if, I, if I'm going to serve God, I got to give this up and you got a laundry list of pigs in your life. Oh man, I, I can't do this and I can't do that. You are messed up. I say that in love, you're messed up. Because you don't, you have no idea he can replace all the financial loss that may come into your life. I'm gonna tell you what, if those people had invited Jesus into their region, oh man, what could have happened? But yeah, no, no, there's too many restrictions to serving God. Honey, I have not found one thing that He's restricted in my life, only that He cares about me and loves me and wants to keep me from harm. Like you would any child. God, you know, you go going to rain on your parade. Oh, man, I'm telling you, He loves a party. But he knows how you, how to do it so that when you wake up the next morning you're not hung over feeling bad or wondering what you did you're just feeling the grace of God the next day but the reality of it is this guy he he's so excited about absolutely being free and say come on I want to go I want to be where you are and he said and and Jesus said you just go go tell your friends and family and so we don't even know his name and he goes throughout the region saying you got To hear what Jesus did for me. And some people knew him and like when they saw him coming, it was like, ah. You know, you ever had any any of your old friends? Oh, no, I, I know them. Well, no, you don't know me now. Yeah, but I remember you when. Yeah, you do. But I want to tell you about now he absolutely I, I get, honey I didn't get this out of a book I got this out of experience with God he changed my life he'll change your life and so he so here here's what happened to this guy and I got to get back to him kneeling listen to this he goes to Decapolis he tells everybody about Jesus it's Found people, find people. He spreads it throughout the region and, and it's kind of, you know, we like instant conversion, but I'm going to tell you it was years and there was revival in that region because of a testimony of one demoniac that was delivered that watched a bunch of pigs run into the water and, and knelt at Jesus' feet delivered and free because of his testimony. Churches People were delivered and set free. When Jesus showed up in that place like He does, it's because one man was found. He went out and found some people to tell because God has a mission. He's on a mission. Listen to me, folks. Age doesn't matter to Him. I know what it's like getting closer to 60 than 50. You feel like life is kind of, well, you've kind of put your best out there. There's not much left. Right? Man, I've done the best. You know, you feel like your, your mission's coming to an end. Or, or man, I miss so much. You, you, it's that time in our lives we live with so many regrets. Anybody ever regret? But I'm here to tell you, God works outside of time. and And He has orchestrated your life for a divine intersection where He could meet with you and fulfill His mission in your life. And so you can sit here today and say, oh, I'm too old. You ain't too old. Or you're not too old. Yeah, you, well, I'm, you know, I've I made too many mistakes. I, I'm, I'm, I've done all this wrong. Honey, this guy had 2,000 devils. How much wrong do you think was in his life? You got all kinds of excuses why you, you won't even make an effort to kneel before Him. It's not that when, when the demoniac sees Jesus, I'm gonna tell you two thousand devils couldn't stop Him. You got all kinds of, oh I'm addicted, I'm this, I'm that. They're nothing but excuses. Because there is not a devil in hell powerful enough to stop you from kneeling before Jesus. The only thing that stops you is your own personal choice. Now, I I promise you this guy filled with all these devils, he just realized that Jesus was the answer. He didn't even know what was going to happen. Do you ever get so desperate you're just looking for the answer? I'm going to tell you he's the answer. And so when the demoniac, we don't even know his name, he runs... To Jesus and he kneels I don't believe that he that he was worshiping because I promise you when when they told me about Jesus and I come uh, 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 and, and knelt before him in my spirit in my heart it wasn't like I'm going to say oh Jesus I worship you because I know everything I had no idea I had no idea whether he was going to really, in my spirit, reject me, whether he was going to make me, condemn me. I had all of these ideas about who he was. But when I knelt, but I but the, say, well, why did you kneel before him? Why did, you, why did you get in that position? Because I'm going to tell you, I came to the place in my life when I realized he was the answer. Did I know what he was going to do? I didn't. I didn't. I am going want to tell you by personal experience what he will do for you. He'll set you free. This demoniac, he comes up, he's probably got a guilt, shame, you know, all these evil deeds, feeling miserable because he's possessed, but he, he makes his way, he kneels before Jesus. See, whatever you got to do. I got no other place to go. I've tried so many other different things, and all it's done is cause more devils to climb on board. You're my only hope. I don't listen, I don't have a plan B. The great thing about it is I come to realize I don't need a plan B. And, and to kneel before him, so this guy kneels before him, and Jesus delivers him so totally and completely that he's sitting there in his right mind for the first time in who, who knows how many years. For the first time in who knows how many years, there's peace. For the first time in who knows how many years, there's actually a hope that goes beyond today. This world's Desperate. And they're grasping for so many different things. But I'm going to tell you, you are at a place where Jesus has showed up on the shore. And you have a choice to make. Do you kneel before him? And I'm I'm not talking that you literally have to come like we're some religious organization where you have to kneel, stand up, kneel. I'm talking about you submitting yourself to God To coming before Him, however you do that, you can do that sitting down. And say, Lord, I've tried on so many different things. And I feel Your presence here. And I recognize it to be You. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just open myself up. And, and, and here He, this guy kneels. And His life is absolutely changed forever. There I said it. Listen. He's on a mission. Life hasn't passed you by. Or man, I'm too young. You know, I got I gotta sow my wild oats, honey. Be careful sowing wild oats. Cause you have to reap. And some things that you have to reap, they just are a gift that keeps on giving. The best thing to do is at the moment that his mission to find you, that you have that divine intersection in your life, is for you to find a place to kneel before him. And say, Lord, I need you. This is not a 12-step program, folks. You know, you go through this and you go through that. You connect with the living God in real relationship. And he changes your life. That is the message. That That's how it, when you realize who he is and all that he's done. Stand with me. Wouldn't it be great if everybody was excited? But not everybody around you will be thrilled, thrilled, even with your deliverance. Some people will look at it as betrayal. The culture that we live in today will look at it as if you're judging everybody else. I'm nobody to tell people how to live. Oh, you hate this one and you hate that one. No, I, sin is sin. Isn't going to change just because of the culture changes. We're not going to make everybody happy if we're going to serve him. Just that's that's the message. That's the message. Yeah, it might cost your Friendships. Come on, anybody ever lose a friend because you started serving God? I wish I could snort like a pig. Want me to try it? There's a lot of hogs. There's a lot of things there that, that man, you don't know what's going to happen with them. But you get to choose. Father, I'm asking today. In your mission, you have a mission to find us. It's It's been your divine purpose, Lord, and you coming as a man to this earth seeking to to save that which was lost. I thank you, Father, for your great love for each and every one of us right now, that regardless of the season of our life, Lord, you've taken this time right now to pull up on our shore. Help us not to miss it. Help those that that have been called to this message right now. God, let them not miss the moment. Jesus, but they would with all their heart kneel before you and find you a friend and find that you would love them and would care for them and you would deliver them and you would bring them hope and you would bring them joy. Father, I thank you today. I bless you. We worship you this morning, Lord. Come on, if you if you want that divine connection with Him, lift your heart. The reason we lift our hands is it just—it's a—you open your spirit to Him. God, I surrender to you right now. My life, my life is yours. My life is yours.